The new edition of Maximizer Medicare is out. It's available in ebook and paperback format anywhere you can buy a book. I've got a special deal, which is that for new subscribers to the Substack, you can go and subscribe jaeoh.substack.com. For first time subscribers to the Substack, I'm going to send you a copy of the book for free, postage included anywhere in the lower 48. Medicare, to be candid with you, is the shallowest end of the pool. The turmoil in financial markets are pointing out the weaknesses. They're pointing out the things that people have glossed over when they considered a large array of financial topics. Most importantly, the fit. We've got two podcasts that are rebroadcast. I spliced them up. Jay's Corner Live YouTube broadcast over this past weekend. This first podcast is about financial planning financial markets, and the combinations that are involved. And now you can understand why I made these other segments and other information, other articles about financial topics, financial contracts that could have helped you. The good thing is it's never too late. Let's get started. Okay, let's start at the very beginning here. So basically every security, every valuation, including your household net worth, basically is this, right? And we're gonna, the first topic today is gonna be about whether or not it's too late to make adjustments here uh, for your financial plan. The answer, the bottom line is the answer is no. It's never too late, right? Meaning that as long as you're trying to keep your eye on the ball, on what the cash flow ins and outs are going to be, and then how you're going to, you know, down here is the very, wildly misunderstood aspect. I've always been saying this. You've heard this to me from me a number of times uh, in different ways. You've seen it in different ways, certainly, which is that, you know, for me, we simply do not understand as a collective whole, not me, but as a collective whole, we do not understand the denominator well at all. And we misunderestimate it, its importance wildly until we don't in which case at that time it can become too late uh, to, to recognize its importance. Most of the period over the past, pretty much the year, has been turmoil over the fact that the denominator here is no longer straight down, is no longer with zero volatility. This is not normal 10 basis points a day Swinging up and down just is not what we are used to for decades. And literally, this is what, if you looked at the other videos on Jay's Corner, you'll see it there. I've left you the information there is the reality. The entire way, which is, I, there's a video, worst bond market start ever. True. What is that? That is R. Because R has increased to this degree, what has happened is NPV, household net worth, pension liability, etc., etc. All of these things have been dragged down. And from there becomes the difficulty, of course, uh, because as a result, you have to then project forward. And we're going to get to that. I'm going to try to get to that right now. Let's just see if we can uh, window capture here. Um, so let's just try to get to it here. Yep, there we are. 
Um, you know, and this is the, just to give you an idea. This is the video of where I am talking about the fact that you know that we have that people don't understand inflation and the impact, which is just another way of me saying, look, people don't understand, you know, to the degree of which interest rates and their importance. Ultimately, that is it, right? Ultimately, that is it. Can't believe I'm this still this bad at it. Okay, we'll get better. We'll get better quickly. There we go. So what I've done here is I'm gonna I've created a spreadsheet, just a working spreadsheet on how I'm looking at it. And this is an outlook on the Comprehensive Financial Planning Service, right? In other words, everyone's pieces on that NPV uh, on this diagram on this. Right. I am basically measuring NPVs for persons, different households, assets, liabilities through time. Right. And then figuring from there, understanding what risks people can afford to take or not. Only from that spot. Once we get to those conclusions, then we can fit what risks are going to be acceptable in your portfolio where these assets have to sit in terms of asset location, what accounts, because then it determines the cost of taxes later over retirement. Some person's gonna to wanna to bite the bullet today. Some people need that cash today, right? That will wildly change based on somebody else's, you know, the way that they have their diagram work. And here it is. You know, ultimately, this is it's as simple as this. And I don't want to both oversimplify or over-dramatize things, right? The world is not going to end, right? Um, this is not the housing crisis. This is not the housing crisis. And that's the reason for the videos, which is the video, especially the person from Goldman Sachs when he was the one that just stopped, which is that company balance sheets still very good. People still you know, not, you know, they're more responsible than individual households, right? In other words, it's very clear what companies have done, very clear, which is when interest rates were this low, when they were that low, what did they do? They simply, and it's really literally as simple as this, right? Which is they simply took the money and they borrowed at the lowest R possible. That's what they did. They, they took the cash, either kept it in cash in the bank account, or they bought back stock. They didn't really plow it back into investment into their own company. They didn't necessarily do that. And, th and that can explain, for example, why you know certain energy stocks in the energy sector is so good, because they underinvested, basically. And so as a result, they have to play catch up now. That's something you will see. So anyway, let's go back to this spreadsheet. So let me first just say that, you know, when I normally see from people, I see, you know, oh, well, I got some snapshot of how I look and things like that. I, I largely find this to be wrong, right? Which is that the vertical answer here to get to this answer, this X, is just not a, a valuable number. 
right? It's not a valuable number for me. It's more important that we have these numbers in here filled out correctly. And from there, you can see the different parts of the videos on the channel, which is again, what I don't love about YouTube, but we won't settle that here, right? It also tells you that at different age divisions, why I'm not throwing rocks at certain age divisions. For example, you know, I'm a 29 year old or a 20, if I'm a 16 year old, I'm wondering whether or not I'm going to college because the reality is the influencers are making so much money up here. And I'm not sure if people know this, you know, $10,000 an Instagram post, that's possible. A post. This number over here can be big, right? And if you're like someone who can dance well on TikTok, you know, your opportunity cost here is so big and your profit and your employment income potential is so large up here that it is, could be totally rational to not go to college. Now, you know, my late father would be pretty angry at me, of course, because I'm too educated, perhaps, even more so my, for my sister with PhD. So <clears throat> on and on we go, and you can understand now why, you know, certain aspects about you need to be 80% stocks, 90% stocks, 10, 80, 70% stocks, just to me is, you know, maybe it, that, that was true. That may have been true. Right, these estimates of A, B, C, D, E, these here now are thrown into question because of the fact that what people have rested on, right, this is known. And this is my point here. This, and this is maybe known or absent. And this is of course why 401k, right, has, has changed it to 401, um, the reliance into 401k. It's not because the company is trying to rip you off. Okay. They don't have any interest in, in balancing this pension because it's going because it's complicated unless they're contractually obligated to do so. This is why you don't, you have people working beyond 65. Why? And, and you can see it's very, very rational and it should have some other So we have like total, you can see why the other videos, because now all of a sudden this, these others now start to become more impendent, right? Because these are either known or absent. This is now known, right? So now we've got D versus E. And because of the fact that for persons in my age division, we're going to have a challenge now. In fact, it's probably more challenging to our age division than others. And the reason is because here we've seen other by others, there were other paths, alternatives. Right. In other words, these other, these other alternatives exist. 
They've always existed, right? In fact, what you'll see, and and I'll just go here under inflation takes no prisoners, but you can see these other videos, right? Why are they sitting up here? They're sitting up here, not because I'm trying to sell you an annuity. They're trying to, they're up here because at some point in time, they could have filled in this number here. They could have filled in this number. That also includes the life insurance retirement plan. So while I've stopped short of books that call it the life, you know, there are a number of books that kind of centrally deal with this, these layers. I'll tell you the name of these books. I'll tell you them now, right? Volatility Shield. Uh, Retirement Miracle. Right, they are taking advantage of certain contractual carve-outs, if you will, carve-outs. And what they are is to basically create this extra layer. So the idea that you would just throw them away and just ignore them and just say, okay, well, you know, there are these fees, there are excess fees, there are excess withdrawal penalties, et cetera, et cetera. Those are all true. Okay, that, that is true. There are fees inside of an annuity. When you put money into the coffee can, that's described here in this, vi- in this video on annuities. Right? When, that it's described here on this annuity. It, it, as long as you understand correctly what its function to be. Its function is not to you know, so that you can buy Facebook or, you know, create a, you're, you're trying to take over Tesla. That, that, that wasn't the function of that money, those monies there. And as a result, the idea that it's, that it's all or none, and we're going to get to all or none, you know, when we get to Medicare, which is the idea that it's all or none is just not possible, right? Because to some households, this function here is very, very important. Who are you? You're Mr. and Mrs. Perfect at 60, 60 years old. You don't have tons of retirement assets. But since you're Mr. and Mrs. Perfect, you're looking at 95. In other words, you've got a plan way out here, way out here. Right? This is not 202037 at all. Right? You're talking about 30 years from here. In other words, you've got to have cover these liabilities on cost down here for a long period of time. Right? So as a result, that person wildly different. Of course, yes, you're Mr. Sick a lot. This doesn't work for you. Why? Because the time that you're going to be able to get the lifetime income is too short on a probability adjusted basis. And now you have it. Because inside the, some of these annuities, as some people, as I've pointed out in that video, you've got other kickers 
which is a good reason for the annuity, which is that there can be where you get a higher payment amount, a higher part of this yellow band, if you can't take care of yourself, for example. The issue is here is that now because these are now known, right? Because you know if you have if you are part of defined benefit, right? You're either absent or known. Right? So you can calculate kind of what the, or project out what this to be. Over time and you can obviously so see social security you're in for another pay raise this year for persons on social security. Absolutely. The issue is that now we get to this number. Is that now you've got to start withdrawing from these, these monies that you have believed to be part of your nest egg, your savings that are in qualified funds or in non-qualified, right? Because no one said that this was just 401k. You may have other savings in cash. For example, what this is about the function. And now you can see what ends up happening is that because of all of the interaction of all of these line items, right now you've got now inflation here. And now you've got timing of taxes here. And now you can see why the reality is that this number here is just not that informative. Because now you would, you know, we've been living under the idea that China has exported deflation. I mean, that, that's actually what China's number one export has been. It's not, you know, cheap Nike goods. It's the fact that 1.7 billion people have gone from fifth world economy to first world economy and a snap. Right. And as a result, because of that, they've pushed down inflation that would have otherwise been there. And so as a result, with this now released, and now you've got other external factors over you know, too much money coming, the Federal Reserve owning one-third of mortgages. One-third of mortgages the Federal Reserve owns. They've not sold yet, by the way. That's why the other video in the loop, which is how disastrous that video clip was. Which is that now you've got this inflation matter and this number is higher. So now you're now it increases the stress here to to this. And this is also why it's not too late. Because it's not only for this period of time, but we've got to look over into other years. We need projections about how you stand. Only when you have the projections then do you go to okay, this line here. And you can see how this this changes wildly from household to household. Because of the fact that some persons have over glossed over, right? Glossed over the idea and just presumed, oh, well, I'm just going to be able to have this C, 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 C. 
because why you thought that, okay, the investment withdrawal is always going to be XDDD dollars as a result of the fact I'm going to withdraw, you know, the 4% rule. There are these benchmarks that exist to say, okay, I'll be able to withdraw X percent of my retirement, my retirement savings. Well, guess what? You're now at 0.85 times 0.4, right? Because Retirement balanced retirement fund minus 15% is common. Something that I've pointed out on the Substack. Again, please <laughs> subscribe to this Substack. There are too many things to be in a video. And I understand that, you know, you're it's very unlikely that one that you're gonna be able to watch one 10-minute video from me, one 20-minute video from me, and be able to put all the pieces together. I'm doing this as part of the financial planning service as a whole. Right, so you can see what ends up happening here is that what the follow-on effect is then, okay, what risks can you afford to create the D, this DDD line item that you can accept? That you can accept. And now you can see these ripple effects because now this, in, this one here, inflation is higher this part this line item this green line is higher the four if you take a benchmark a 4% rule just as a number 4% of whatever your retirement balance your 401k is you have introduced sequence risk into the situation and so what we have here is that at the same time in order to meet bigger numbers here. That means you're accelerating selling of with or withdrawing from your 401k, which is the same thing as selling at the low, right? Because if you're selling today in order to get D and DDD has to be higher as a result to meet higher inflation, Basically, what ends up happening is you've got this double whammy. And this is the, you know, difficult spot. This is the difficult spot that everyone has. Um, and it's not going to matter, you know, unless you're worth $10 million. But then if you're with, worth $10 million, to, to be candid with you, and, you know, we've got clients, that, you know, in that number, Right. It's the 26-year-olds and the person with $10 million. They love this minus 15. They, they want Google minus 30%. Absolutely. Right? Why? Because that increases their probability of having higher return on investment from that spot. Very simple. Uh, when, when there's financial turmoil, you know this. You don't have to have my degrees to know this, right? The rich get super rich. Why? Because they're not the ones withdrawing here at DDDD. They're not. They're the ones increasing their allocations to equities, increasing allocations to riskier assets. That also means the 20, you know, you're 28 years old, you're a, prof you're a young professional, you're going into your 401k. You want this. Why? Because this timeline here for you more likely is much, much, much longer. And there you can see it. Fairly straightforward. Fairly straightforward. 
Where are we going to go next? 25 minutes and, you know, I'm trying to keep this, you know, as short as I possibly can without getting too deep in the weeds. So basically what, what the takeaways here are, can you make adjustments? Yeah, you, you still can. Right. The reality is, is that it's always been my thought that you control these down here. Right. We are trying to be as I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> you know, the, the idea of me buying, you know, clothes on, on full sticker price. Nah, that, that, that like never happens, you know, oh, only under duress. Like, I, you know, I've gone traveling. Oh, I forgot, you know, boxer shorts, you know, something like that. Okay, maybe I have to in a pinch. But other than that, I, I just don't. Right, because why? I'm trying to push down this green line. And now you can understand why. I'm talking about Medicare, Medicare Advantage, Medigap. It's not the slam dunk that people are going to say, we're going to get to them, Clark Howard, you know, in a, in a few moments or in more than a few moments. You can also understand why I'm being this particular about the timing of taxes. That asset placement affects the taxes to the ripple effect is up to here on the requirement of the withdrawal. And now you can see these other elements sitting in here because now all of a sudden this item, life insurance retirement plan, for example, the withdrawal from the cash value in loan form, which is the retirement miracle, actually not only gives you the cash here, and let's just put this as FFFF. Uh, no, I, I called it EEE, didn't I? So anyway, let's, let's just do that. I'm doing this on the fly, of course, as you know. Now my withdrawals here, if they're tax-free, also now push down the purple line. So this is the shield, the volatility shield, if you will. Right? Why? Because it slowed down the with, with retirement withdrawal from 401k, allowing you more time here for other scenarios. I didn't say guaranteed. I don't have a crystal ball. I can give you scenarios where we're continually down and it lasts a long time. A lot longer than discounted in the market. A lot longer. But the reality is that... That's why these other components cannot just be shooed away. You're in a different, if you're in a different age division, 30s, 40s, 50s, these other elements here that Fisher Investments say, okay, the pitfalls of annuities, I get all that and that's not necessarily wrong. I'm, I'm showing you them here. I'm showing you them here. Right, you're not gonna out. You're not gonna outperform in up markets. You're you're not. The formulas don't. The formulas are intentionally set to cap your upside. Why? Because it's protecting you on the downside. And for that, that is not risk free. Right. If you try to buy a put on your entire equity portfolio, I promise you, you're not gonna like the price. Wall Street's not gonna sell you insurance on your on your four hundred one k for cheap. They're not. It's going to, every year, it's going to cost you, what, 5, 6, 7% a year, right, to protect your entire portfolio. They, they would be able to sell it to you, by the way, but that's how much it would cost. 
So the idea that we're eschewing away, oh, well, there are high fees. Of course there are fees because in the background, they're managing that. The flip side is it does have a function because out here, this FFFF is a contractual number. So now all of a sudden you're here. Right? Retirement is 10 years away. Well, guess what? Fisher Investments, and there's nothing wrong with Fisher Investments. I don't know anything about them. No, I do know something about them, but this is nothing against them personally. But that's the way the investment community is set up. They're set up to throw rocks at this yellow line. Why? Because it lowers their fees. The flip side to that is that they, that they cannot guarantee this number. They cannot. Right? If they're, that, if they're trying to guarantee you that they're going to hit this number, guess what? That you're being told an untruth. What instead you're being told, you're being told couch language will like stocks in the long run, you know, outperform. Well, that depends on the time frame. And it, you can see what has happened is if your DDDD is too big, at the time frame that the stocks go up, you've burned through because you've required this in order to pay for this these costs down here. And this is the weakness of the stock brokerage community, which is built, built intentionally to tell you this. That's their inherent, you know, where you stand depends on where you sit. Fees in, you know, whether that be in and out of mutual funds and you get the sales load, whether or not you have the 401k, whether, where there's a fee, whether or not it's your, you know, wealth management account that's built in to stay in here. Why? Because that's the fee that's being built on the assets under management. It, however, is def runs in conflict, inherently runs into conflict with the idea that the point of this, this F over here is that these numbers are in stone, right? For in an annuity situation and in life insurance situation, what ends up happening is again, a little bit more nuanced, I did describe, I do describe it, right? I've described it in where, in which video, and I'll show it to you here. Let's see. Ugh. This video here. This video here ultimately comes down to, right? Ultimately, this video here comes down to the idea that if you're in the right age division and if you qualify, you're depositing money into life insurance, but rather than getting caught up into the idea, okay, well, this just pays off when I pass away. No, that's actually not the function here. That is not the function here. The function of that contract is and it's index universal life, is to try to create this FFFF, this number here. And the way it's able to do so is because you can pull the money from your cash value in, a, in loan form and still retain, 
which gets has to be repaid ultimately when you pass away. But you've gotten the function of the FFFF. Okay? So this is part of why Jay's Corner sits. Right? I'm not sitting here focused on jargon. I'm focused on how the components are built and the function of what these contracts are doing. They're doing. Okay? Because, and then you can understand why GH2 Unfiltered walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, duck. By the way, if you happen to stud, have studied how a duck gets priced and valued, you don't care if it's a duck, you don't care if it's an elephant, right? You're able to price it and then compare it across the different alternatives here so that it can fill these different functions, as you can see here, as they go through time. The fact of the matter is, is, is that many people have most, the overwhelming most, have just simply said, okay, we have bought into the idea of, look, stocks in the long run. Well, yeah, that presumed inflation basically absent. That presumed that my 401k is plus 5% or plus 5 to 10% a year. So now you're at 100, right? You're, you're not at 100 now. You're at 85, right? And, wh and why do I say it's, you're, you're at 85? Again, this is best in the world. Right, this is best in the world. This is not, you know, Joe Schmo here. This is world's largest asset manager. They're creating these models that I've that I've tried to explain to you, uh, you know, over a year ago. Over a year ago, I found you know massive displacements, and the displacements that I saw were because I understood how the model worked that they're creating in here. Okay, and it wasn't because of oh, stocks in the long run. It had nothing to do. It wasn't because I had a, a view on GameStop or AMC or Google. That wasn't it at all. What I found was displacement amongst all of the different asset classes and the inputs that the, these guys, that these models are built on. And from there, you could also find the outperformance for the highly observant. Right, which is that if there was some that the model told you that, and this is totally rational. Again, this is a hundred percent rational, and this is, uh, and you can see, it didn't matter. And this is why on the on the, and there it is. And this is Vanguard. So what coincidentally? Coincidentally, with the same target date, two of the largest asset managers in, on the planet with unlimited computing power and unlimited modeling capability, what happened to come within what? 
for the year under this type of volatility of asset classes. It's just not possible, right? You don't need, again, you don't just need your common sense to understand how we got here. Okay. The most, I do, as most of you know, I do a very bad job of self-promote. Well, the information here is, it's the first time that I'm going to mention, it's the first time that I've mentioned what I actually do. There's no question about it. And it's, I don't have a second place. My expertise is not about Medicare. I've told this to, I've told this to you on multiple occasions. You know, Medicare just happens to be the one where, you know, medi right? Yeah. It just happens to be the spot here. The reality is the real art, if you will, art, art's probably a bit dramatic. <laughs> but uh, the the real skill here actually is I'm focused on down here. I don't care, right? I really don't. I don't care how we're getting what what setup. Different people have different setups. We're not here to cast judgment. Okay, you know, I should have decided to be a, you know, you could tell me now I should drop this entire thing uh, and not post any more YouTube videos and do something entirely different. <laughs> you know, I, I have that thought, you know, as soon as I hit the off button, uh, you know, but the reality is, is I'm trying to get you to get to this spot here where we're max network. Given the facts that you have, Given the fact that this number here is ultimately still subject to to the to the lattice formula, the lattice diagram, right? And that's that funny-looking uh, triangle where I'm pointing out you're always at the starting point. You're since you're always at the starting point, that means by definition that this can be adjusted. And my assessment about and combination and conversations with clients is about that, ultimately. It just so happens that I've written this book where, and now you can understand why this topic first. That's a very good point. And that now you can understand why the topic first, and you can see how widespread the shortcomings are, and you can even see it here. So we're going to keep going and then I'm going to go to the market. But this is Bob Powell. So for most persons that uh, follow here and to newcomers, you know, I would consider Bob Powell a professional friend. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I have appeared on this particular location, what, three times a month, every single month. Once a month we get together, we spend some time on three topics of my choosing. He asks questions and they're snippets. Uh, there, he has. No, I'm not the only contributor, of course. And there's here's one here. And now you can understand why all of these you know articles exist. Okay, well I got my you know, I got my payout early retirement payout package suggestion. 
Maybe that was voluntary retirement. I got a payout. I took a payout package. Maybe that was involuntary. General Motors, as you know, they said, okay, no longer are we going to have defined benefit. You can take your lump sum or you can do X through potential. That's what they did. And then we had all these articles and we have all these asset managers running and said, do this, do this, take the lump sum, etc. And that's all that I'm not saying what is right or wrong. What I am saying is that they go through this. Uh, two for, the, the issue is that the brokerage community wants you to do to say take the lump sum because that is based on their fees from here. This doesn't make them, you know, criminal. No, absolutely not. Right. I'm just saying where you stand depends on where you sit. I'm only saying where you stand depends on where you sit. Right. And you, so now you can understand that this is the motivation, the natural inherent motivation. My motivation is slightly different, which is I'm down over here. Nothing else matters to me. That if we get the right guidance, over here, then this number here, so you're not sitting there worried or you're doing the most given your facts, given your facts. And you can see it here. And, and I'm not saying any of this is wrong. I'm not going to read this thing to you, but I'm going to show you one thing that's absent here. We go right into options. My issue has is got no health adjustment first. And if I have healthcare cost as the dominant downside, it's not only the dominant downside, but it's also telling me something about this line here. How we're re making these recommendations or look or thoughts about this line. So this is the payout. Let's just say a payout options. How we're doing this without a look. Yeah, maybe your payout options is here. Maybe your payout options are, or you need to think about it out to here. For me, you start with what your likelihood is here. What this time horizon is here. We cannot just do this in isolation. And this is the issue with this article. Right. There's, there's a qualified person to, you know, to some standard. I'm not going to dispute any of that. I don't know this person. Right. But you can see it here. It's gone straight into. Well, here's, you know, how to look at it. How about we decide on whether or not. And you know who you are, Mr. Sick a lot versus Miss Miss Perfect. They're going to have a different probability of these payment options, which totally first, even before you get into this spot. Even instead, we just dove into the second level with ignoring the first question. And this is the kind of glossing over that I just can't, I, I can't agree with. I can't agree with it. And, and now you understand also why, you know, lots of time to this book. Lots of time. Right. Why? Because 
its fit here affects your time horizon here so that you're max the net worth. And it's going to change through time. Okay. I got to that. Good. On we go. Not a pretty. You saw that, uh, you know, Vanguard, BlackRock, same thing, minus 15%. Totally rational. Totally rational. It's not, the, it, it does give you a benchmark. It doesn't mean that, you know, false credit and false blame are thrown around in our society with, you know, too much reckless abandon. You probably, if you know, if you watch my videos, you'll know this. If you've heard me speak, you know this, right? Our favorite past, our favorite national pastime, find someone else to blame, right? The other favorite national, uh, favorite national pastime, right, is taking false credit for this number here. So false credit and false blame are, are is our favorite national pastime, right? Taking false credit for the fact that the S&P 500 has been goosed by Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve. And why, and how did they do that? Very simply, right? Very, very simply. How? They pushed down R. That's it. Yeah, no one's no one disputing that, uh, you know, Elon Musk is a smart person, right? The line between, you know, nutbag and genius being razor thin. Elon Musk is not the first example of this, right? Most One of the most famous painters on the planet cut off his ear. But my point here is that in the false blame, false credit exercise... The reason for showing you those retired those balanced retirement funds is to set you a benchmark of expectation of what is reasonable that you could have suspected. Now, that's not to say that that was fitting for every person, right? That doesn't mean it fit the same for every person here. All I'm saying is that that's what the smartest, best in the world, using models of which could only be one construction. Those were the results. If you had watched other videos, you've seen my thought process on about technical analysis, technical analysis. I'm not a technical analysis person, right? I am, however, a auction theory person, which is you're establishing price based on what other people are willing to pay, right? You don't have, this is why you don't hear me talk about target price. You know, that's a construct of corporate finance departments of investment banks, right? That, that, that is not the construct here of auction theory persons, right? It's, it's just not. Because net present value here, this is a theoretic number. But 
the market mechanism is what someone is willing to pay. What's your house worth? Let's say you're the richest person in your neighborhood owns three houses in your subdivision and he's got a tax problem and he's got to pay $2 million to the IRS. He liquidates his three houses in your subdivision. What has happened to the value of your house? It's not higher, I promise. Right? If that person's a forced seller, he's pushing down your, the value of your house. You're involved in his finances, whether you like it or not. And we don't, this is just common sense, right? I mean, if you then try to liquidate your home and you're the fourth seller, guess what? You're not getting what you got before he got the IRS levy. Just not, right? On here, again, don't use this line. Use these lines. We now have to back up. You can see it, right? Based on technical, this is why that Josh Brown, you know, no, you can't, you can say what you want, but there's happy talk. So first of all, quick review. This is the most consecutive negative red candles in a row since what, 1923, something like that? The most, eight in a row. Oh, and like I've as I said in the past, if in the scenario you were down, you were likely to find out whether this zone over here, this congestion zone, that's the term, that's the language that I used. Why? Because at that point in time, there is a controversy about what the coffee mug is worth. They're testing. They're, the big participants are testing. And this happens at every single time frame. Every single time frame this occurs. And that time frame could be years. It could be a quarter. It could be a month. It could be a minute. Right? That lattice, I didn't, the good thing about that triangle, and I, you know, I didn't have the preparation time to, to show it to you. It'll be up. I, I've sent it out on the newsletter on multiple occasions. You can see those little time elements. They don't have labels there. And that's what I like about the diagram. Because to different type of persons, different investors, this means different time frames. It 100% does. That doesn't make the, the participant in those who look at different time frames wrong. That's number one takeaway. And number two takeaway, that doesn't mean that their framework is of understanding is different either. It is precisely what I've been showing you. And here it is here. Scale. This should look a lot like the, the lattice, right? Because all this person is doing, and I'm not trying to minimize this person. By the, by the way, if you're a day trader or you want a day trade and you don't understand what this person is talking about, you should get out. <laughs> I'm just telling you, right? But there are more similarities to what I've shown here on Jay's corner than there are differences by a long way. In fact, what he said, you know, he has his own separate set of jargon here. He has his own separate set of jargon here. VPOC, he's going to talk about deltas. You can see him drawing what he's drawing probability. He's drawing you a probability distributions. And if you look at his videos, you will see 
Oh, oops. I defy you to, to, to show me the difference between this and what I've been trying to show you on the lettuce. There is no difference. And now you can understand it's fit because ultimately I'm thinking through on this, how much variability is going, going on down over here? You bet you. Just so happens that my time horizon here is longer. That doesn't make it different. And here's your punchline here. Literally, this is the glue. This is some of the glue that you can evaluate me. You know, I can understand that, you know, unfortunately I have to report to you. I, I watch, I've started to watch YouTube more because to hear what they've got to say about the, you know, financial markets turmoil. It's scary. It is, it's, it's frightening actually. But also in here, because it's hard to tell who knows what, I'm very certain this person, well, I follow this person for a long time is the reality. Uh, and, you know, I'm not in there doing what he does. He's involved in the futures markets of the major indices. And he's only on, this is only on the S&P 500 futures index that he's making these comments. He will make other comments about other indices, you know, when it's less eventful. But you can see his same technique here. His time frame is just different. This You can see he's measuring and he's trading in and out and advising persons, etc., etc., for his own account or others, etc. at breakneck speed on multiple points during the day. And, oh yeah, by the way, he's willing to, you can also see, very important last takeaway from in this comparison, He's willing to change his mind, right? Meaning, oh, you'll see this mm, almost every day. You can see it. Plans for the day. But to me, as you look at this uh, and how it's shaping up, so you got this higher low, higher swing high, back into the, this is likely to be an open auction out of control. To me, this is a market that is definitely dominated by bears, by sellers, but it is having a hard time. You can see right now it is having a hard time um, kind of staying near lows or squeezing lows. So very important indications right at the open. Uh, so watch carefully and the key elements too. So you can see it here. Uh, number one, you think these guys are just like guessing and punting around. <laughs> no, 100% no, right? And the idea that Joe Broker has any idea of what's going on here is also no. No. So the idea that you're going to talk to some kid who says, well, you know, Facebook is down by 50%. Let's just buy. All right. Um, 
congestion zones longer longer period. You can see it here based on that off, off and an oversimplified version of it. No question. No question, which is, I've been, which is what I've been saying is that, yeah, on, on in down markets, yes, you're going to come to this congestion zone. The issue is down here. You back this up. <clears throat> so you're, what are you looking at here? Maybe here. Right around here now. Okay. This is another 15% lower. From this spot, right? 3,900 to 3,400. 30, somewhere in this area into the 34, 3,500 in this zone here is 400 divided by 39. Four out of 39 is slightly more than 10% from this spot. If you take 3,400, 3,500 and divide it by 47, what's 35 divided by 47, you smart guys out there? Slow people like me. This means you're minus 25% on equity for the year. That would be the zone here, you know, so <clears throat> I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that that's what the, con that's what the market and congestion zones on disagreements on the, the value of the coffee mug might tell you. What is different, however, than two weeks ago is the following. It actually, the first four months of the year have actually not been too complicated, right? In other words, the turmoil is just basically just interest rates higher. That's it. Interest rates higher. Creating problems, creating problems. And oh yeah, by the way, inflation's a problem. This higher, everything else lower. Easy. Not, not, not complicated, actually. So the reality is in order, if the models told you that minus 15%, but the candidly speaking, that is counter, very counterintuitive, right? Be, or counter theme, meaning that if you just simply lowered your duration risk to the fixed income market, you can beat the 15% benchmark. No problem. Candidly speaking, I can tell you, and the stable had been set up in that way, right? It's just let's lower the, what we would normally expect and know to be right. We know that this was happening, right? We know that this is how the, the model is built. For sure. Right? I was pointed this out a year ago during the GameStop matter. Right? Which I've always known. Right? It just gets glossed over by happy talk when interest rates are stable. When, when the asset covariance and correlation matrixes. If you're on linear algebra, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, oversimplifying. You'll forgive me. But those persons ask cash versus stock, stocks versus bonds, international versus domestic, et cetera, et cetera. All of these combinations are compared and measured. That 
went to kilter. When that got screwed up, I started raising eyebrows. I started started firing off videos. I created Jay's Corner. Because of the fact that these correlations got screwed up. And because you know what the model says, that it's still going to be some amount into fixed income that you could just sidestep the entire minus 15. Not the entirety. You're not going to sidestep the... You could outperform the minus 15 how? Just simply lowering the amount into where they would have to be, which is into the fixed income. And a notable amount in the long duration fixed income. And so now I've talked more technically, obviously, right? Because you, and you can see it here. Not very pleasant. You can see it here. Open it. This is year to date. You can see it even worse. High to low, 154 to 118 on a U.S. government bond. Right. So from 150, so now you've what lost? You've lost 38, 36. You've lost 36 out of one out of 154 dollars. which is basically match, which has matched QQQ, the NASDAQ 100. It has matched it. In fact, it's worse. So risk adjusted, this is actually much worse. This was supposed to be more stable. You know, obviously this borrower is not Tesla. It's not Apple. You know, Apple, is, you know, it's not going to default. It's not going to be bankrupt, but still, nevertheless, it is still not as stable as the U.S. government. As far as you know, credit worthiness, it doesn't have taxation power. But now, now trickier, and here's and we're we're back, we're now uh, to the punchline here, which is now over the last two weeks something new. Is that these numbers here that you're going to see? Um, for example, let's just go here. Actually, we can take an indicator. It stopped going down. Equity's gone down. It stopped going down. Why? This stopped going down. This, in fact, so remember that bond prices go in inverse of this, right? And I'm using the 30-year here, but you know, more correctly, the 10-year. You'll see a very similar thing, just a different scale. <clears throat> the the yield curve is has has moved, but not dramatically. If anything, it's flatter between tens and thirties. A technical point, one beyond today. I could explain it to you, but uh, it's not that interesting. Maybe it's only interesting to me. Uh, this is the 10-year. 
<clears throat> and you'll see that the same direction here. We don't know exactly how this happened. We don't really care. Um, we can, you know, pontificate. No, we do care. Um, you can see that all of a sudden we've gone from 2.86 to 2.8. This looks small. This is 0.4 when the denominator is 3.2, 3.14. In bond space, this is enormous. From some location, monies have finally have gone into the fixed income market despite the fact that the Fed hasn't started selling. Despite the fact that the Fed isn't done raising rates. And now, if anything, this is now... Both good and bad, I'm not going to say, you know, I don't know. We're not sure. Nobody knows. And ma largely because you're not going to get a memo. You're not going to get an email to, to say, okay, here are, the, here are the parties that bought. Because this could be big, this could be just selling stocks back to normal. Okay, we've gotten our, our stock run. We're down to 85. That's fine because we've got bigger fish to fry because our job is to pay the pensioners of, of our nation. And so let's sell stocks and go into bonds. The yield is high enough. Okay, maybe they're done. Maybe they're not. Maybe they just started. You don't know? We don't know. All I'm saying here, it's become more complicated now. Because what was easy, which is, oh yeah, just rates higher, now is a lot more congested up and down. And so you're going to have this whipping around and unsettling thing, which actually may be okay for individuals. Because in that individual instance, that you can see that this pink guy here has started to flatten out. Down over here, it's been very volatile in equity land, but down over here, the re targeted retirement fund hasn't really moved around too much. I mean, it'll, it'll seem like a lot. Don't get me wrong. But... You can see, started to flatten out even though markets are moving, equity markets tell you, you know, wildly up and down. That doesn't mean the coast is clear. What it is telling you though, that one of the locations, one of the locations that the big funds and et cetera, et cetera, would have been into, which is the fixed income market, has started to stabilize here. Whether or not that holds up is the open question. You will see this. Now, if you see on the CNBC, there'll be someone called Art Cash, and I tried to find his clip. He didn't have it. Or I No, it's on in behind a paywall that I don't subscribe to. Right? And I would agree with that, which is we don't know, we have not seen what happens when the Fed actually starts selling. From there, you can understand that my, that, whoops, Sorry about that, everyone. Most of that other stuff was... Um, I shut this down. So back here, basically what I'm saying here is that you can see that rate this, the 10-year note interest rate has gone down. 
It has not been the, the, the one-way train of higher interest rates has abated. And this is what I was paying attention to. We're not exactly sure what the cause is. And like I said, we're not going to get a memo. You can remember I said don't use this line. In, in, you can't use these. Here you can see it. it's, it's better when you do it on a weekly, <clears throat> on a daily. You can see how this one-way train has stopped. Stopped. And so now my eyes have bulged out to watch this again. Of course. Right? Fairly straightforward. But it, just saying it's new, it has changed nature. For me, this has changed nature. This isn't necessarily bad. Right? Because lower interest rates ultimately You'll know that I've said in the past, or you may know, have heard, you'll have seen, which I do agree with, and why the NASDAQ is so, is basically inverse, is basically following the bond market. Why? Because the C1s here are just not that big, right? You're talking about future projects where the Cs are way out in the future, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. They're not... Cheerios, right? They're not selling Cheerios, right? But you're you're basically investing in the future prospect of CT where these are way out in the future. So if these C1s here are, are real low and C, and you have to keep waiting out here and at the time that R is much, much higher, what happens? The NPV is much lower. And that's your, that's your explanation for what has happened to the NASDAQ. Not because Tesla is selling less cars. No. It's simply that it is the more, most sensitive to this construct. That's it. Which happens to be pinned to R. Not coincidentally, stocks for show, bonds for dough. That this movement is so big that it's rippled up into question. And now this is why this explains Target and Walmart. That part of R, you know, what's not well explained is not in it, R is the market rate and the subcomponents are inflation plus inflation expectations. It's real interest rate, which is basically the return on real assets plus inflation, which is the nominal inflation today, plus inflation expectations. That Those are the sum components of R. And that's the Taylor rule of, you know, for you macroeconomists out there. So anyway, because of those things going in, in increasing and you have Netflix with lower subscribers, so this down, R, the denominator higher, what happened to NPV? Plunged. I did remark offline to a person who is too heavily in queue and glossing over these aspects telling me you know apple does this and google that i'm like look interest rates up nasdaq minus 30 
dick. And this is just me pontificating, you know, to a person just for kicks. I'm like, that scenario exists. Absolutely. That is what? Seven months ago, eight months ago. That scenario exists. Does that mean that you slammed your stake into the ground at short the NASDAQ to that degree? No, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that was 100%. Again, this is not 100% anything. If it were, well, I should play Baccarat instead. Right? I don't need to make these silly videos. These badly produced videos. <laughs> okay, so let's keep going. Um... I wanted to point this out here because the structure is different and it's going to change every week. While this, while R is so unsettled, still unsettled and still yet to be determined, NPV is going to swing around. NPV is going to swing around. And how that affects you? Well, very simply, it affects you because of the fact that now all of a sudden it affects you, the timing of when you need this money here. When do you need this money? Right? When do you need... Do you have enough to cover expenses? Right? Do you have enough to go on the trip that you want? Oh yeah, by the way, your trips to Europe on sale, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Euro down from one to what? 122 to 125 down to 1.05. Basically, Europe's on a 10, 15% sale for every, for every American. Uh, well, their inflation may have gone up by 20%, so it might not be on sale. But you can understand my point. It's 15% lower than it would have otherwise been inflation not adjusted. If you want to go to Paris, Barcelona, Barcelona again over Paris every day, by the way. Um, that's it for market talk and its ripple effect here to financial planning. Okay. Hopefully you've liked today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Substack. The link is in the text below. There's lots of information, lots of different topics. It's for all age divisions. Unfortunately, the way that our world works, we have this delivery idea where you're just talking about a particular niche. The issue in financial topics, financial understanding, is the fact that there are unifying ideas that are all interrelated. One specific topic candidly speaking, just isn't that valuable. The combination, however, is vital. Speak with you next time.